生哭的秀。Say that we have to dive right in. Like I can't even say hello to you, Caroline, because there's no time. There's <laughs> you don't exist. To me. Don't even look at me. No. Um, today in the studio we have people who I am so starstruck by. I could actually cry. This is big. These are this is a really heavy hitting name in skincare. The women of this company make my favorite products I've ever tried. We discovered. So a couple of them on season two of Alone Together, we I discovered one through I think former guest Lee from America's Instagram. Right. I fan I stand so hard for the women of Marie Veronique. And they're here today. We have Marie Veronique. Hello. In studio. <laughs> and we have the creative director, Christy Moore Jeffress. Hi there. Did I get your title right? Yeah. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I mean, the legends themselves, the legend herself, Marie Veronique, it's really an honor to meet you, have you here. I mean, I see your name on my bottles all the time. <laughs> I've always wondered, you know, Funny, what... Funny, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I have sent you a couple of bottles of my urine, and <laughs> I know I shouldn't have, but I wanted to do a tit for tat. I told her not to, but she just once she gets an idea in her head, she really is unstoppable. <laughs> but Marie Ver- Veronique is really... You're you're such a legend in the natural skincare community. I mean, I have so many questions. I want to just get started. I'm so curious. How did your line come about? What is your background? How did this go down? <laughs> well, the way it went down, I was born on a stormy day. No, <laughs> we're not going back that far. Um, so it, it, I used to be a high school chemistry teacher, and then I was a tech writer for a while, but in my background, whatever I was doing, besides knocking over things, I was, um, I was always interested in skin care. And so it just happened that somehow I, I, I started, when I left teaching, left tech writing, I went into uh, skincare, went to esthetician school, um, and started working at Elephant Pharmacy as an esthetician. And from there, what I was doing was struggling with rosacea at the time, and I started at Elephant Pharmacy giving classes on rosacea to people, and they all came out of the woodwork to come to these classes. It's amazing how many people have rosacea, who knew? Um, and I started giving classes, and it evolved into, okay, what do you do about sun protection, you people with rosacea? There really wasn't anything out there at the time. And I would advise people, because I knew 
that chemical sunscreens were a no-no for people with rosacea, but there really wasn't anything else. And so it became, uh, okay, I'm going to show you how to use diaper rash cream on your skin. Wow. And yes, because it's zinc oxide. And it's it's a very effective sunscreen, but people said, well, could you make something? And that's actually what started me. Literally, I started out with a, a, uh, a sun protection, a sunscreen with zinc oxide only that was one of its kind at the time, and it just took off, and, and a company was born from that. Wow. So you made one of the first physical sunscreens made for your face. Yes, that did not, that was zinc oxide only. And and that was the tricky part. As people were doing zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, but zinc oxide only, I I swear I was the first. And then other people came along who copied the, the model and started to, and now you see quite a few zinc oxide only sunscreens, but I think I was the first. Why no to titanium dioxide? Oh, okay. Well, that's a really long story, but (laughs) to make it short, titanium dioxide does not behave in the same way that zinc oxide does. Um, And so if you are using, for instance, a nano uh, titanium dioxide, there is a very good chance it will penetrate past the epidermal layer into your bloodstream, and we don't know where it goes because titanium dioxide doesn't break down. Zinc oxide does. It breaks down into zinc ions, which your body can actually use. So I've seen on certain sunscreen labels non-nano, and that's yeah. is that what we're looking for? It. Yes, non-nano means greater than or equal to 100 nanometers in size in two dimensions. I mean, technically, that's what nano, non-nano means. Uh, but if you are talking about that size of a particle, what happens is you get that sort of thick white pasty look to it. Mm-hmm. So to figure out how to do a non-nano zinc oxide that doesn't look thick and white and pasty, and it's a sunscreen that people will actually wear. That was my challenge. And so for me, I, you know, again, that was like the first one that actually did it. We've got an, a sunscreen SPF 30 that's been around for a good long time now, but it, it actually does the trick. You know, I mean, you put it on and it doesn't really show. It is tinted and we're working on another one that is transparent um, and it just massages into your skin and it's gone. Wow. So, so that's kind of the holy grail of sunscreen, I think, is a transparent non-nano zinc oxide. That sounds, I mean, I'm drooling at the thought of that. And that that's is something the final that frontier. only a former chemistry teacher turned... <laughs> beauty creator I am can bring us that feeling like I'm back in high school Me and too. I somehow already have a C in chemistry <laughs> oh, oh which no, I have no. an A plus I need what can I do for extra credit is the quiz going to be what we talk, talk about in class <laughs> chemistry was my favorite class I like I'm just oh I'm so happy you're here I feel that we are connected in a past life we were we were together mm. um, sorry, I've never heard you talk about chemistry before this <laughs> never heard you mention it once but suddenly well, the I just, is, it's really um it's special to me so you weren't really <laughs> y- 
you weren't special enough to bring it out of me. Oh, good to know. Good, very good to know. <laughs> I Animals. do want to be clear. I don't remember a single thing from chemistry class other than I enjoyed it and was passionate. I remember I was in an honors chemistry and it was the hardest class I've ever taken. I never broke. I never broke to a B. I was always at a C. And I remember taking the final in the last week of class and finally understanding that the periodic table was arranged that way for a reason <laughs> and understanding why I was in the final. And I was like, oh, oh, I get it. I just got it. I nerded out so hard in chemistry. I remember I, I was always the first person to finish the test and I would like make her grade it in front of me. I, I would like to bring it up. I'd be like, OK, grade it. And I would watch her grade my test and be like, like. Because, there, you know, there's always, like, maybe one thing I didn't know, and I needed her to tell me on the spot. Wow. You sound like so, that was, you were such a fun, <laughs> you sound like so fun. I was just really fun. Really fun. No drugs, student. no alcohol. Grade my, t- grade my paper. Grade this now. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. I, everything in the line is so thoughtful and so scientifically based. There's a lot of mention of lipids and skin barriers and things that you just really don't read about on regular labels or read about in regular product descriptions. So, I mean, when I use Marie Veronique products, I do feel like I'm scientifically... A plus. I feel like I'm acing the test of my skin. Now, I want to clear something up because we, t- we talked about this a little bit uh, before we started recording because I was asking you, you have a new line of products that is made in collaboration with Christina Holy, who is uh-huh. a facialist. So just to clarify, that is one branch of your product line. And are those permanent or are they limited? Oh, no, those are definitely permanent because here's wow. the deal is, is that when you are formulating, and this is the beauty of it, is that you are always developing... Uh, and formulating in your head, and you are always hopefully evolving. And so the idea is to refine what you already have, but it's also to branch out. And I think what makes us unique really is I love it when people throw down a challenge. So you say, okay, here's this challenge of, okay, you know, I don't want to use diaper rash cream, so make something. And I did. And so Christina comes along and she says, I've got a gazillion clients and they're in their mid-30s or no, early 30s to late 40s. And they're all experiencing a range of symptoms that for which there is a common denominator and that common denominator is inflammation, but it may present as acne, adult acne, or some type of dermatitis Um, like perioral dermatitis, or often there's a combination of the two, or it might be rosacea in the case of of some people. And uh, I think another common denominator that she found was (laughs) that people would come to her because they'd heard about her, and she has a great reputation, but she would be the court of last resort. They would come to her and they'd say, I have been to X, Y, and Z who are all working at UCSF, you know, the top dermatologists, and I have tried X, Y, and Z in terms of products, you know, which have been come highly recommended, or I've been using, you know, the treatment protocols recommended by the, the, the acclaimed dermatologists. And look at me, it, it gets worse. I, I mean, whatever I do, it seems to be getting worse. And uh, so help me. So 
So here is Christina faced with real challenges. And so she came to me because she didn't really have the topicals to work with. She was and still is, you know, she takes the very holistic approach. So she'll sit them down and she'll say, okay, what's going on with your gut? What's going on with your gut microbiome? And how does that relate to in your whole lifestyle? You know, how are your hormonal levels? All of these things. But what you're looking at there is effective treatments, but long term. And here are people who are dealing with problems that are really affecting their self-esteem in in a very real way. Um, and so you want to help. You you want them to see results, mm-hmm. not in six months or a year, but earlier than that, hopefully. And that's where the topicals come in. And so we got together because we were both so much on the same page of, whoa, here are these fascinating conditions. What can we do to help in all regards? You know, let's bring in all of it. So let's bring in the topicals. And so that means looking at skin function. And when it comes to something like... um, uh, any type of dermatitis, be it eczema, perioral, whatever, uh, there is a breakdown in barrier function. And so what we did, first of all, our first product together was um, a product that we called Barrier Restore. Because I'm, I'm yeah. so curious about this product because mm-hmm. I'm on your regimen right oh, now. Okay. And Barrier Restore, is the I think it's the one product that... I'm I'm told to use both morning and night, oh, so I'm okay. like, oh, this one must be really important, and yeah. I'm, so I'm dying to know more about why and what is yeah. behind this one. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: is is that we have this top layer of skin, top layer of the stratum corneum, and it is where uh, barrier function happens. And by barrier function, we mean your skin modulates the amount of moisture coming in and the amount of moisture going out. So it keeps your skin hydrated. It keeps your skin from getting too dry, keeps your skin healthy. What we find with people with dermatitis, and did you did you come in with problems with dermatitis of some type or... Not really. I don't. Yeah. I'm pr- I'm pretty dry. Mm-hmm. I tend to be dry, okay. and okay. Uh, sunspots are my primary okay. skin concern. Okay. But I definitely, when I use the products, f- I mean, I can. This is kind of a sidetrack, but I definitely feel glowy and dewy in a way yeah. that because I yeah. I also normally don't do a morning serum routine. So this is mm-hmm. the first time I'm experimenting with that, and I'm really enjoying the results of it. But that name barrier restore. Every time I use it, I'm like, it sounds so important, but I don't know what it means. Well, it actually is very critical, and it's something that in skincare uh, and cosmetic formulation, we've spent a lot of time talking about collagen and elastin and the deeper layers of the skin. Uh, with respect to aging, because people were very concerned about aging. But what we weren't paying attention to was that most obvious part of the skin, which is the stratum corneum, where a lot of very, very important, um, very much that contributes to making your skin healthy is happening at that top layer of skin, especially for younger people. And so you look at at people, and and this is where the whole idea of people with dermatitis and dry skin, other conditions, they're coming in with inflammation, 
and you're saying, well, wow, you know, your your barrier function is is subpar, and what's going on? And there will be a long litany of I'm using this, I'm doing that, I'm doing appeal, you know, I'm exfoliating two times a week is maybe I should be exfoliating more. And oh, we get that so often. And it's no, you should be exfoliating less because what you're doing is you're actually compromising barrier function to the point where you are um, inviting a lot of, of problems like dermatitis that may not have happened had it not been for the fact that you've been too aggressive with your skin. And it may have started with a little bit of what is very common what Christina sees all the time is jawline acne. And, you know, uh, right away that rings <laughs> bells with a lot of people like, oh, yeah, I have jawline acne. Um, and so they will treat uh, what starts out as a small problem very aggressively. And, you know, they compound the difficulties. So rather than curing one problem, they end up um, acquiring two new problems on top of the original jawline acne, which doesn't go away anyway. So there you are. A lot of, uh, there's a lot going on with skin. Skin is very complicated, and I think people don't realize that. Yeah. I it's mean, very complicated. Jawline acne is, I've recently, for the, yeah. for the past couple of months, had terrible acne and I don't know where it came from. And I, of course, you know, went to attacking it aggressively as my first means of defense. Yes. Acids, yes. as many acids as I could. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the Barrier Restore serum, serum, like Esther was saying, it comes after other more active serums like the a vitamin C or uh, if you're using a, you know, a gentle, your gentle retinol. Yeah. So yeah. if you're basically, for those of us that were, were just or are just aciding without restoring the barrier of the skin. Yeah. So that's just leaving our skin vulnerable, dry, compromised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which invites more infection, and you're throwing off the microbiome, and that's another thing that we're just becoming aware of, too, is uh, microbiome, the skin microbiome, which, you know, it's a trillion microorganisms that live on your skin of about a thousand different species that we know of so far. It's pretty much unexplored territory. It's very exciting. But what happens with when you start, especially when you're, 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 you say, oh, I have this problem. Well, I've been told that the way to address that is to start using a lot of um, uh, alpha hydroxy peels, acid peels, that kind of thing, or salicylic acid. I don't know what you were told. All of the above. All of the above, yeah. So it, you, you can do it too much. And where you... <laughs> It, it really is important to look at the skin in a holistic kind of way because there's a lot going on. So if your skin is is signaling something is in distress and so you're starting to break out, then it really is a good idea to, well, look at the gut. and But look at your skin microbiome, your gut microbiome, skin microbiome, and how the gut perhaps is contributing to breakouts in the skin, could be hormones, could be combination. Have you ever heard of what I think caused my influx of acne was taking a high dosage of biotin every day? Oh, really? Have you heard of... interesting is that? Yeah, I had done like a little research on it and a Mm -hmm. lot of women who are acne prone say that taking a regular high dose of of biotin 
somehow messed with the absor- absorption of B vitamins in the stomach and mm-hmm. caused a deficiency of, I think, B12. Well, there's B12. Something like that. Yeah. And also B5. There is some kind yeah. of out of balance mm-hmm. whack mm-hmm. with the B12 and B5. Yeah. And it just caused an eruption on my skin and my jaw and really just started to migrate all over my face. Yeah. That yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen before. And it's taken months to start to see differences and start to see it get out of my system. Okay. Yeah. So what I would recommend in that case is that while you are taking, I hope now, just a vitamin B complex that has all the vitamin B, you don't want to just focus on one B vitamin Mm. because that really can be a disaster for your skin. Mm. B vitamins are very important for your skin, particularly B5, but you don't, yeah, when, when you start overdoing it on one and why did why were you taking the biotin well you know i have paranoia that i'm have less hair or i'm having hair loss which all of course goes back to i'm sure a fundamental gut microbiome Mm -hmm. issue yeah yeah i'm working with a nutritionist who's helping me with that so no need to worry i'm on the right path that's great and i'm using your products now so i think i'm gonna be in tip-top shape (laughs) sooner rather than later that's great and also um i would recommend that and i'm sure your nutritionist has has already told you that prebiotics are a good thing I'm to take to help get your gut microbiome in shape. And by the way, there are prebiotics in our mist that I would recommend for you to get your skin microbiome balanced again, too. Mm-hmm. We'll, have yeah. to, we'll have to discuss yeah. that off mic. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be sexy and fun. I can't wait now, to learn about those prebiotics. <laughs> now let's take a quick break. A lot of our listeners are like skincare heads, super fans, skincare super fans. And so something that I want to share that I think is so fascinating and I want to hear more about from you guys is, um, so basically we haven't said this yet, but a a month ago or so you, you and Christina formulated a skincare routine for us and we've started it in the last few weeks and we hadn't met yet. So I don't know if it was the perfect thing for us, but you know, we told Caroline and I both told you guys what we typically use and then you guys sent us your versions of that and we've been using it and I'm like mm-hmm. my my first reaction is it's a it's a lot more product than I the the morning routine is is new to me I'm I'm a pretty lazy girl but right now I'm I'm off of my full-time job so I'm, I'm it's not like I don't need to worry about things so I've been using it and I'm really happy I'm actually really surprised now I'm off on a tangent but I'm really surprised at how important morning serums have been for just like my overall we've been doing this podcast a year how have you not been doing a morning vitamin C and a morning other <laughs> stuff I'm like so shocked to hear you say this <laughs> it's almost upsetting I do my I I there was a period where I did my morning drunk elephant vitamin C but I've weaned off of that and since then I just do my stuff at night but anyways now I'm doing all the but okay so my question was the the thing I wanted to ask was in my little program from you and Christina Mm -hmm. it said lather this go put the serum on one after another don't worry about letting one set and mix them lather them in was kind of the language there and I'm just curious about that is that like you're so there's no waiting to dry 
no Why can how come they can all just go in at once? Oh well, it's all going the same place. More <laughs> yeah, they don't deactivate each other. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, yeah, it's it's funny how often that question comes up. But actually, you know, chemical reactions. If you will remember back to chemistry class, uh, <laughs> students, <No. laughs> chemical reactions happen fairly slowly. They aren't immediate, so there aren't uh-huh. any two ingredients you're going to mix on your face that is going to cause an instantaneous reaction. So, yes, I have to say, hearing that makes me because when I read it, I'm like. Are you sure, like, tentatively (laughs) mixing them? But now that I have the science, Mm. I'm going to be lathering them. I'm going to put them in, mix them, and then throw them on. Like, I feel like I can be loose now. Well, before, I mean, it's so stressful to be told that you have to wait in between products. Like, I was hearing, like, okay, put on your BHA and then wait 30 minutes, and then you'll do your AHA. I mean, I had to— That's abusive. My my whole evening routine was spread out over, like, two hours, basically, (laughs) of— It was just well, it was that's hard. because you're using AHAs and BHAs, and there is actually a rationale for s- separating those two well, and waiting in between. But that's different. That that's appeal, and that's not like your daily routine or your nightly routine, which should be easy enough that you will do it. You know, before you yeah. fall asleep from sheer exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But the other thing too, Caroline, is you did bring up um, the vitamin C, and you know, actually, Esther, yes, you should be using the vitamin C in the morning because you were talking about the hyperpigmentation and mm-hmm. how that's a concern of yours. Well, vitamin C, as it turns out, is the best thing you can do to protect in addition to your sunscreen. You should be using a vitamin C so you're not, because it is an antioxidant that is going to help limit free radical damage. And it's free radical damage that is going on to cause the hyperpigmentation that will show up, and not necessarily it. today, but mm, 10 years from now, 20 uh, years and vitamin now. C amplifies the effects of your sunscreen. That's what yes, I've always heard. Yes, it absolutely does. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So vitamin C in the morning is essential. Well, and particularly ours, because ours is a combination of CE ferulic, which studies have shown boosts the activity of your sunscreen by eightfold. So that's quite a lot. So you should really, and you mentioned the protective day oil, and actually sun protection, particularly where it's hot and sunny all the time, like here, you want to think about a sun protection system. Sunscreen, I'm sorry to say this, but sunscreen isn't really enough. But if you are concerned about hyperpigmentation, you want to be doing the vitamin C, E for Rulik, you want to be doing sunscreen, and then you want to be doing the protective day oil because it has astaxanthin in it, which um, helps to um, attenuate UVA rays. And it's UVA rays that cause the aging damage like hyperpigmentation <gasps> and wrinkles. Now, there, is there a world where, and I'm not saying I'm trying to do this, but I'm just curious, maybe I did at one point. Is there a world where the day oil is enough or... Is no. that no? So that's not really sun protection. It's <laughs> well, just oh, assistant. Well, I mean, Antarctica in the middle of winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe in the pitch black. Yeah, <laughs> you're in a vampire. Yeah, all of those things. <laughs> I since you brought it up, I do want to shout out that the protective day oil is like my favorite rock star product that I have found since we started this podcast. Mm. We try so many things, but that oil, mm-hmm. that is like I keep coming back to it. Yeah. I like I can. That's one product that I cannot be without in my home like it is I love 
just that even the natural scent that's in there. I don't even know. It's just the oils. But and I love the way it goes on my face. I love that it has a purpose that it's helping me activate my SPF or like you said, the UVA damage. I That's like and I guess there's one other product I'll gush about really quick, which is the um, your oil cleanser. Oh, OK. The The one. How does it? It actually lathers. <laughs> yes, I know. Through <laughs> dint of much experimentation. <laughs> um, and it it is something that, um, yeah, I've been told there isn't anything like it on the market. It's because true. it is a good, co- it's oil-based. I mean, there is no water in this. And yet it does contain the surfactants in the right ratio that produce um suds but not too much no it's per- not too it's much perfect yeah do you yeah. I, and, I, and i know that when you did your collaboration with christina holy you guys came out with the essential oil free version mm-hmm. and i'm curious why did you guys do that version is there one you recommend more or is it just personal taste per person oh sure well that's going back again to the clients um christina sees every single day and um a lot of times they have sensitive skin issues, which is not surprising given, you know, the rates of dermatitis and uh, rosacea, et cetera, et cetera, she's seeing. But the common denominator there, again, is inflammation. And some of that could be related to something in a product you are using. And one of the first culprits you have to look at is essential oils. <gasps> oh, Yeah because they can be allergenic to some people some of the time. Hmm. Yeah. And so they were something that if you are looking to to create a product that is going to be as uh, the least invasive it can possibly be, the first thing to go is scent. Mm-hmm. So gone are the days, as far as I'm concerned, with, and it used to be back when I started formulating, having something that smelled good was a big part of the process of developing a product. And it was just a given. You didn't even question it. It was just, oh, of course, uh, people have to like the way it smells. But I just became so... Uh, so intent and focused on the idea of no, this product has to work, mm. and if it is not going to do something positive in that direction, why is it in there? Because somebody says, "Well, I don't like the way it smells." When people say that to me now, I just say, "Too bad, don't use it." <laughs> Shove it. That yeah. just warms my heart. As many of our listeners know, I do not like fragrance. Yeah. I, the only fragrance yeah. I will allow is if there's essential oils in something. Mm-hmm. But for me, fragrance-free is like the way to go. I, it doesn't isn't fragrance like actually bad for your skin? It depends. I mean, there's there's artificial fragrances mm-hmm. which have phthalates and other ingredients that are linked to uh, carcinogenic. Um, activity. So yeah, you definitely want to stay away from them. Um, But even essential oils that come from nature and are perfectly pure, uh, they are um, volatile organic compounds, which means that they have very active properties and some people can react to those. It's quite common. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting too, like that you talk about um, 
the scent of things because you know if something scented like a rose or a citrus like mm. or something it, mm. it really if you stop to think about why it's in your product it really has nothing to do like why does your face have to smell like a rose garden or why are you supposed to be smelling cucumber when you apply something to your skin if you start to think about the kind of strategy of what our skin needs it doesn't need any kind of scent it just needs the things that it needs to function better. Right. And the protective day oil is a great, you were saying how much you love the protective day oil, and all oils out there are not created equal. I mean, there's how, you know, Marie's formulations, they're balancing things like Mm. EFAs and, and, well, she should talk about Oh, broccoli seed oil. I'm so glad you, (laughs) we're circling back to protective day oil. It is pretty remarkable. in terms of what we are beginning to discover, uh, in terms of the skincare research is getting very good, guys. I mean, this is the good news. And so we have just discovered that the there is something in broccoli seed oil called sulforaphane that makes it, again, a great attenuator of UV rays. So it, you are getting extra sun protection um, with the um, protective day oil. But in addition to that, they have also discovered that it limits um, prostaglandin activity so that it is anti-inflammatory now. And so this is brand new. And, and so this is very exciting to see because that means, you know, for people who are worried about aging skin, and this is the other interesting thing about all the folks that come to Christina or who come to me, is that they're adult women who are, you know, they've got maybe acne or dermatitis, but, but they're also concerned about aging. Mm-hmm. They're also saying, oh, you know, I'm starting to see the lines around my eyes or whatever and and so what you want is something that will do dual purpose if possible or it yeah and protective day oil does that well for those out there that you know haven't heard of the line or they're maybe can't afford it or whatever reason they're just going to start dipping their toe Mm -hmm, and researching mm -hmm, you today mm -hmm. are there any oils like an argan or a jojoba <laughs> or a more like budget-friendly oils that yes. you recommend that women add into their oh, totally. daily routine. Totally, totally. And um, first of all, I would recommend for somebody with acne, um, uh, I would recommend, you know, investing in my book, The Acne Answer. <laughs> How have I not read that book yet? <laughs> oh because my Because that will give you a lot of do-it-yourself at-home advice. And so there's two for acne. Um, what you want to use is safflower or sunflower oil because it is high in omega-6 essential fatty acids. And it turns out that many people who produce sebum are producing a type of sebum that is deficient in omega-6 essential fatty acid. And so they get the kind of sebum that doesn't come to the surface of the skin clogs the pores Mm. and but you can actually thin out that sebum by applying safflower sunflower oil topically just get an uh, organic one cosmetic grade yeah cosmetic grade or no anything is that whole foods yeah anything Yeah. yeah yeah but you know cold pressed 
Yeah. I, I Yeah, and so there's that. And then there is my all-time favorite, which I always suggest to people who are starting out with my line, is, okay, let's start very simply. I want you to just use yogurt to cleanse <gasps> with. Um, oh. Yogurt. <laughs> so you, Any yes. kind? Okay, so you want to use uh, uh, an all-fat whatever is the opposite of low fat i don't know just fat the kind that we like yeah full fat <laughs> full fat and um look on the side panel what you're looking for for ingredients is lactobacillus plantarum and you are looking for streptococcus thermophilus sound like greek billionaires <laughs> don't they <laughs> sound like and they have yachts you yeah know? <laughs> i, I want to very go tiny ones party though. on their <laughs> tiny greek yachts <laughs> They're, yeah, yeah, in their little Greek sea. Oh, yes, looked back here, <laughs> Harry Greek chest. yogurt sea. Ooh. There they are, floating around. So, yeah, I mean, those are the uh, friendly microbes that will really... Uh, okay, Streptoc- Streptococcus thermophilus is your your aging skin friend because it helps promote the production of ceramides, which your skin needs to, again, have good barrier function. Mm. Uh, And for um, the acne, uh, lactobacillus plantarum. So anyway, on on the list, uh, any good active yogurt, they'll have a list of the bacteria that are in the product that are in the yogurt. So you pick one of those. You can cleanse with it day and night. You can also use it as a moisturizer. Uh, And so that would mean that after you've done everything at night, you just put a thin layer on and leave it on all night and wash it off the next day. Uh, You can also use it as a mask if you want to. And breakfast is taken care of the next morning. Yes. (laughs) If your cat doesn't get to you first. My my (laughs) dog would go insane for that. That sounds good. Um, Is there a face oil you recommend for people with dry skin, like a budget-friendly classic? Okay, so... Who, who okay so there your choices there you just kind of have to pretty much yeah. you know whatever whatever your skin likes olive oil some people really enjoy olive oil mm. Mm, other people they like um i i don't recommend coconut oil though i know a lot Mm-mm. of people use coconut oil but it is comedogenic scary for some people and so, yeah, it, it's just kind of, you know, there's also what I recommended to a woman in Arizona who had morbidly dry skin. She said, oh, nothing I do helps. And I said, well, you know, in Whole Foods now, they now have on the shelf duck fat. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. So if you've got very, very, very dry skin, you can use the fat of duck. Uh, chicken or in France they used to have all kinds of fat on the shelves you know different varieties of fat there's lard a, there's <laughs> a good. store in wow. LA called air one that is like the Whole Foods of Whole Foods and oh. they just started selling camel hump fat <laughs> which like we're dying to try <laughs> definitely no, scares me really. and makes me want to stop shopping there but I will just point that camel out hump Fat. No camel deserves that. Oh, I, but, you know, that's the funny thing is that we had a store up in Berkeley that where they were selling camel's milk. 
and I had to buy some. And then I bought the dried camel's milk because I thought, I'm going to make a mask out of this. And I never did. It oh. really tasted very bad. Gamey. So, I've heard it's gamey. Ooh, You've it heard? Well, when horrible. I was in Morocco, our, one of our tour guides was telling us about camel camel milk. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> wow. And I do regret not trying it. But I don't know how they even get the camel to quote robert de niro in meet the parents if it has nipples it can be milk (laughs) and i'll show you me and esther will show you just that after we turn off the mics (laughs) we have a camel here i was referring to your nipples esther (laughs) got it got it you should talk why blends are good though oil blends like why what what makes a good oil are good too yeah there there it gets a little tricky and it's not so much diy Unless you want to do, I mean, if you want to get really fancy, um, you know, get an olive oil. Okay, olive oil is high in the um, oleic acid. So you you would want to blend that with a safflower oil or sunflower oil, Mm -hmm. which is high in the omega-6 or linoleic acid. And then, oh, linoleic, I mean. And then linoleic is the one that's hard to get. That's the omega-3 essential fatty acids. And that's found in, well, hemp seed oil it's a good one Mm. really good one so if you wanted to make a really good balanced oil i would do olive oil uh safflower oil and hemp seed oil one to one to one wow that's a hot recipe right there. yeah there you go pull pull that car (laughs) over pipe and smoke it (laughs) Um, oils do scare me a little bit as someone with extremely oily skin and i do notice i hate to i mean uh I can ask you about this later, but I do notice when I use oils, mm-hmm. I do get like an increase of like little bumps. Yeah, you do for a while. But see, you have to stick with it. You got to fight because, through. Yes, because what happens oil. is oil actually penetrates, but oil dissolves oil. There's chemistry 101 for you right there. And so it penetrates and it gets to where the congestion starts, which is deep within the follicle, and it breaks it up. So for a little while, there's that decongestion process going on that creates more bumps before they before it all smooths out and goes away. The it's yeah. darkest before the dawn. Exactly. The challenge is on. Yeah. Often. But you know, it's so shocking how many facialists I'll go to who say, don't use oils on your face. I Where know. I know intuitively after having done this podcast and interviewing so many natural experts. Yeah. Like yourself, yeah. I know intuitively oils are great. They make my skin look and feel so good. But most, like nine times out of ten, a dermatologist, a facialist will say, do not put oils near your skin. It's shocking. Well, yeah, you know, but it's because they're still back in that era when we were saying, whoa, low-fat diets are mm-hmm. really good for your the heart. The dark ages, baby. Yeah, it's so the dark ages. Snack wells, bring them on. <laughs> oh, snack wells. The boxes of snack wells I ate in one sitting in the 90s as a like nine year old is they don't have snack wells in Berkeley. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know snack wells are a low a low fat cookie oh, mass oh, market horrors. cookie from the nineties. Oh, that were just God. filled with sugar are, and calories. Oh, and I wanna know about because I feel so like you bad. are on the you are in the health bubble. You've been in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. You started your own line and you must You see, saw Lenny Bruce in high school. Yes I did. Let's not forget. Yes, you are the Berkeley the princess oh, of, hey. princess of Berkeley. I used to cut school cut classes in berkeley high to go up and i saw norman Mailer. this was in the in the midst of the free speech movement so yeah i mean it goes way back saw norman Mailer. saw um you know i saw them all speaking it was definitely worth cutting class for oh yeah and our teachers were so cool they would go 
you know, where were you? And I said, well, I was up listening to <laughs> somebody <laughs> or other. And they say, well, of course. I wish I'd been there, too. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah. No, that... We're not cool enough to live in Berkeley, Esther. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> just tell that. I've been once, and I just, I knocked on its door and didn't get an answer, and I turned back around. And we'll take a quick break. Hey, guys. It's- well, so I feel like there's so many <laughs> lifestyle things in Berkeley that you that have been around for years that you take for granted that are just now reaching other cities. Mm. I feel like in my head, you make the best homemade trail mix known to man. <laughs> I don't know. That's just in my head. I, I And I'm sure there's many other things that you do in your daily life, not beyond just skincare that we would just marvel at and be, go gaga over. I mean, but I oh, could be well, wrong. gee, I gee, you just read my mind so well. <laughs> tell us, tell I know, us everything. Okay, so skincare is, is my day job. I do do other things. Yeah. But we won't talk about them here. Damn. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, we've she got spends a lot of time at the library. <laughs> She's a reader. Yes, I do. Yes, I spend a lot of time at the library, and I, I yeah. Well, you know. I bet you make a, a mean, in my head, in the fantasy I've created, you make a mean zucchini lasagna, vegan, of course. <laughs> mean vegan zucchini Caroline's lasagna. Caroline's really oh. hungry. I'm sorry. She, <laughs> I tried to feed her before. I, I learned a really good, how to make really good ratatouille from my chemistry professor. A lot of um, um, chemistry and cooking, you know, are very much aligned. Of yeah, course. of course. Yeah. I have a product question because you know me. I love to talk about products, products, reviews, everything. I am curious about your line. What are your most popular products? Mm-hmm. Like what are the stars of your line that you've gotten feedback on? Or maybe just your favorites? Even. Yeah, best sellers, oh, your best favorites. Sellers. Well, I mean, it goes, uh, Christy, you got to help me with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it goes back to the zinc oxide only sunscreen, which is still around. It hasn't even changed that much since it came out low these many years ago. I don't know, 15 years ago now? Anyway, um, so that's definitely a star. Um, I think the pillars of the company are really the sunscreen, the retinol, and the oh, yeah. vitamin C. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And Those are also important. Yeah, yes, exactly. they are. Yeah. There's a lot of science oh. behind all of them. and I have kind of a... a I'm going to sneeze. Okay, I had a question and a sneeze. (laughs) This might be tangential, but it's kind of on topic. I I don't want to scare people that are listening, but I know I've had a a life, uh, for my whole life, I've been using products that probably have parabens, sulfates, Mm. you know, over-the-counter products that you get at your local Rite Aid, at your Sephora. Yes, And if you're a product person, you know, you're Mm -hmm. trying new things all the time. You're always, you know, you've been in filling your skin with all kinds of stuff and only recently have I become you know more aware of using only natural products and trying to make that switch do you think as a chemist and as a skin expert what are the long-term effects or even like the visible effects of using non-natural products over the course of your life Uh, should we be scared this is where (laughs) we're talking about in ex- most of the time, you know, this is the thing. The skin is very, very resilient, and most people can go a long time and they don't notice anything. Um, other people, um, and these are the, again the people that Christina is seeing. I think have spent a good number of years treating um, what started could have started out as a very minor condition, you know, like a you know a little bit of uh, breakouts periodically. Mm-hmm. 
and with aggressive treatments with the wrong products that disrupted microbial balance to the point where they invited other problems like dermatitis to come along, rosacea, all mm. kinds of things. Um, on top of not using sunscreen, um, these can all lead to what we're seeing, which is an aggravation of symptoms that shouldn't, and, and, and dry skin and even aging skin much earlier than mm. than we should be seeing. That was yeah. what I was afraid of hearing. Because of, yeah, it is, it is using uh, products that contain very questionable ingredients um, in, in, in conjunction with, okay, there is the absence of doing good for your skin. So rather than use, but if you're very young and you're just starting out, and especially I remember back when, you know, I saw my first little um, experience with a breakout. And yeah, you're man, I was using Ajax. I was using anything. Ajax? What? Oh, Ajax. What? Oh, yes. What? Wow. I thought it would be a good exfoliant. <laughs> so you've been through the oh, ringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done it all. Yeah. I and mean, your yeah. skin, I mean, also, we have to say, for those listening, I know. we're sitting here looking at, Marie, your skin, and it's 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 fucking gorgeous. I know, these oh, are two ageless women. You. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. It's killing me. I mean, if this is the if this is the ad the right Ajax. here. <laughs> yeah, maybe it maybe it was the Ajax. Yeah, you know, the Just Ajax. And oh, when when I was young, Clearasil was the only thing we had for acne too. Right. Yeah, and it was just so useless. So really, we've come a long, long way. Um, There's some light at the end of the tunnel too, really though. Is. I mean, I think that so when it comes to the skin as your largest largest organ i mean there's things that you put onto your skin that you rinse off and things that can have some bad things in them but they're they're not so bad because they rinse off whereas there are other products that you're really rubbing into your skin yeah. Yeah. and those are kind of the place where it's a little bit more you know worrisome if you're you know putting some of the bad things but- I think if you're very young and your skin is incredibly resilient, but if you start off right and you're just giving it, you know, small feeds of yogurt and maybe safflower oil once in a while, I would so much rather see people do that than run off to the drugstore and buy a bunch of crap. I mean, I just really would. Now, you guys mentioned one of your bestsellers is your gentle retinol and oh, I was yeah. wondering if you could talk a little bit about that what does that mean when you say it's gentle retinol what is that doing why do you recommend it yes okay. oh yes because we're a big retinol I, I was yes. a daily tretinoin oh okay so I've been using retin-a since f- for a long long and time I'm, new. Okay. I'm on the opposite okay. end I'm new this is my first retinol that I'm using yeah and yeah I like the idea and the name, the gentle retinol. I know. It sounds appealing. It sounds soft. Romantic. Okay. So here's <laughs> the deal is that most skin can benefit from retinol. Um, if you're young and you've got problems with breakouts, uh, it will help there. Mm-hmm. If at when you hit age 30 and you are starting to be concerned about aging skin, uh, then you can start using gentle retinol for sure. The thing about retinol is, okay, it, it is really the gold standard in terms of 
of skincare simply because it does so much. It it regulates sebum production. It encourages the growth uh, or the production of uh, collagen and elastin in the skin. It normalizes skin cell developments, and it's anti-inflammatory. There are just so many benefits to be gotten from retinol that uh, you know it can be a part of everybody's skincare routine. And for most people, if you're pregnant, getting trying to get pregnant or nursing, then you don't want to, uh, then you just want to use vitamin C uh, until you're through that cycle. Um, but uh, otherwise, you know, it, it really is good for every skin. Is there any downside to using it? There is no downside. And it actually helps with hyperpigmentation as well. Oh. Why yeah. can't you use it if you're pregnant? Oh, okay. Because it is considered a teratogen. So that means that, you know, there are possible effects on, on a developing fetus. And so, oh. it, it's, um, so it's classified as, as uh, something that can be gotten only by prescription. And so we extend the safety period to mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant, breastfeeding, all of that, just, just because there really isn't any danger to it, uh, especially as a topical, but still in all. We, we still would rather err on the side of caution and just say, if you're in that part of your reproductive life, don't use it. You don't need to. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, but the other good thing about our retinol is that we combine it with vitamin C, which is the other micronutrient that every skin needs. Mm. And um, so there are studies that show that... Um, using um okay here retinol works as, as it, it sends messages to the retinoic acid receptors on your skin cells and one of the the messages it sends is make more collagen well it turns out that unless you've got enough vitamin c in your skin tissue to make collagen you're not going to make collagen so vitamin C is the rate-limiting step with respect to collagen production. So you've got the two working synergistically. Vitamin A sends the message. Vitamin C actually produces the collagen. Are those vitamins in your gentle retinol? Or are you saying using those outside of that product as well? Oh, uh, we uh, yeah. I see. This is a, oh, vitamin C is also a multitasker. So during the day, it acts to protect against free radical damage and at night you use it to build collagen the and retinol has vitamin yeah. c in oh it, it does yeah the gentle yeah, retinol night serum, serum yeah. has vitamin c wow. in it yeah so you, and you so would use your uh, vitamin c during the day and then you yeah. for look and then the retinol at night gotcha once you're 30. yeah and then we didn't talk about um, vitamin C and hyperpigmentation yet we did talk a little bit before oh, yeah let's yeah. definitely talk about this i have mm -hmm. Acne, every pimple leaves a, yeah, a post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. She's yeah. the they don't acne. seem to go away, and or just I mean, people just say we have to wait and it takes time. But Vitamin what if we C don't have is, the time? It's very very helpful, but there's an, a special type. Uh, vitamin C, and this is where, again, yay science and yay research, um, there is a new type of vitamin C derivative called tetrahexyl ascorbate, which studies now demonstrate works very well for actually getting rid of the hyperpigmentation at 3%. Does that go for 
acne hyperpigmentation yes. or does Both. it also well, and then there's another kind of <laughs> where how and vitamins. where do we get this <laughs> oh right good where question okay, to okay. check out too so here's the thing is i know and christy's how can i break into a lab somewhere <laughs> and steal it yeah. well you okay it's coming you tell them, oh it's Christy. coming it's coming okay save me did <laughs> I think you should go back to retinol. <laughs> okay, so this is a sensitive issue, but you guys are, from what I'm gleaning, are working on. Yes. yes. Okay, all right. No, What's, that's good to know. I have hope. Just a yes. timeline out of curiosity. If you threw one out, what would that be? Okay, we'll be the lab rats. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We're going to that. And you can, can use our skin. That's totally fine. Yes. You know, it's can't, it's can't funny. That. That's how Barrier Store started. Yeah. It was that this oh. product, we had to start seeing how it was working. So all of Christine, a lot of Christina's clients were on it, and we were having to produce it long before we were able to, we were actually launched the product. So we do a lot of beta research before we launch any new products. We don't really launch products unless they're super like we really believe in their results yeah the nice thing about this new product though is it also has sodium ascorbyl phosphate in it which is very good for acne so i know but still in all it i am really this is where christy has to (laughs) why are you wait marie is getting in trouble right now (laughs) she's very mad (laughs) no so bad well we're we're excited and we're we will be your betas any day yeah okay and i know i feel bad using the term guinea pigs now i feel like that we should get rid of that term because it's It's insensitive to yeah it implies we've gone through so much it just implies animal testing which is so not okay and we we only like to support brands that are cruelty free yeah, we do test on human animals. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I'll, s- I'll, I'll snort and like make any animal sound you want, as long you as I can get you know, some of that tetra delivery. I, look, all I'm saying is whatever it takes for me to get that tetra hexanolide <laughs> on my goddamn face. Absorbistine. Absorbistine. You didn't hear it. It sounds like me. my Jewish hus- my future Jewish husband. <laughs> oh my God. But pigmentation. I mean, it, it's. It's really just time. It's a difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. And And different skin types are also, it's different timelines, you know? Well, it's also (laughs) that there are on the market so many things that are just downright bad for you. You know, the skin bleaching agents. And oh, so you no. really... So those are a no-no. Those are definitely a no-no. Stay away no-no. from those. Toxic. Use vitamin C. Use um, zinc oxide-only sunscreen because it's anti-inflammatory. So it will help to not only block the UV rays from contributing make to making more hyperpigmentation, but it will help to kind of smooth out the, the hyperpigmentation you already have. Um, yogurt is also good because it has lactic acid in it. Do you so, do you think that it's possible to reverse the sunspots I already oh, have? Oh, well, okay. Uh, this is where retinol... We are going back to retinol Thank now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because retinol is the only ingredient we know of that actually doesn't just prevent future photo damage, but reverses huh. past photo damage. Vitamin and A. that's what we're talking Ooh. about with you. So, cool. yes, there is hope. 
Yes. Okay. So talk about actually do that. So we suggest that people start retinol at age thirty unless uh-huh. they've unless they've had chronic acne or anything yeah. it, prior to that, where a dermatologist yeah. usually puts yeah. you on retinol or something like that. Yeah. But say why? Why is it that thirty is the age that most people start oh, retinol? Oh well, it's it's just a matter of of cost saving. It, mm. It's simply that retinol. It's it's a bit pricey to use, but it's and the you're aging not process. okay. Here's here's the whole deal. <laughs> She's of, trying to save them coins. <laughs> She's looking out for us. <laughs> no, it, it's just, you know, the, the biology of the skin. You know, when you are up to age 30, you're still producing to uh, more than you need of hyaluronic acid and all those other things that you produce naturally. And But by age 30... Uh, hyaluronic acid is the glycosaminoglycans that actually contributes to plumpness of the skin. Just like you look at a baby and it's, you just want to pinch its cheeks because it's so plump. You got so much hyaluronic Drink acid it. under the skin. Drink um, its blood to steal its so, powers. <laughs> <laughs> so when you um, at age thirty you start producing one percent less of hyaluronic acid per year. So from age 30 you're on you're on the downward swing already. Sorry oh, about that. But great, great news yeah. to take in. <laughs> Esther, how old are you again? I turned 30 this year. <laughs> I'm not too far behind her though and I feel like I'm 35, emotionally 35 at least. <laughs> oh, I'm emotionally 11. What does that get me? Ugh. A popsicle later? Doesn't get well, you more hyaluronic acid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Well, oof. let's say it's a scary world out there, but thank God we have Marie. chemistry. Chemistry. <laughs> Science. We are scientists on this show. You are. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, but it's true. We have chemistry, and we know it does. It is. It, I really do feel like retinol your, and a vitamin C are just the two must-haves. Yes. In any woman's yes. skincare routine. Absolutely. No. And sunscreen. And sunscreen. And of course, oh, thank yeah. you. And sunscreen. and sunscreen. Which speaking of sunscreen, am I needing to reply? I knew reapply? you were going to ask that. I was just about to ask. <laughs> really? That. Yeah. Oh. Is, is am I? How often am I having to reapply? Oh, like if I leave the house at eight a.m. and then I'm back question. out in the world around oh, one. Okay. Well, here's another dirty little secret that I am about to reveal. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Saucy. <laughs> and that is that chemical sunscreens, the whole thing of the every two-hour rule came about because chemical sunscreens actually break down at different rates upon exposure to UV. And so you are told to reapply every two hours, not because you're sweating it off or you're going swimming. It's because it actually is broken down and you are generating more free radicals than if you were wearing no sunscreen at all. Nah, that's with, chemical sunscreen. That's the chemical sunscreens. And oh, that includes what? sunscreen with titanium dioxide. So the only uh, sunscreen where that rule does not apply is zinc oxide only. Uh, because there you're using, you're, you're looking at a mineral that reflects the sun's rays. So it's not, it's working uh, chemically differently than um, the chemical products, which actually absorb the um, UV rays and eliminate them as heat. So, so zinc yeah. oxide is the gold standard. And do we need to be 
so we don't really need to be reapplying throughout the day. So for uh, zinc oxide sunscreen, uh, for daily use, say if you're inside most of the day, put it on in the morning, that's enough. If you are at the beach, and certainly if you or if you're hiking or you're someplace where you're getting a lot more exposure, then I would still use the every two hour rule, especially if you're going in the water and, and rubbing it off or whatever. Mm. Uh, but there I'm I would sweating. use it simply because you're talking about such a great deal of sun exposure and wow. you really do not want to uh, get a sunburn. You know how many sunburns it takes um, to increase your chances of getting skin cancer? Um, one. Yeah. One. Yes, mm-hmm. your 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 chances go up eighty percent. Oh, crazy! With one sunburn. Oh, yeah. Skin cancer is so. Common. So don't get a sun. Don't don't get sunburn, and it's so bad for your skin. <laughs> yeah. Marie never. You never see Marie outside without a hat on. Oh yeah. And sunnies and Always. sunscreen <laughs> and yeah. S- and you'll see me dart from shade to shade. Yes, like a yeah. lizard. Yeah. It's a battle. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was saying this on the last episode we recorded. I am sick of the war I'm fighting every day against the sun. I'm I'm constantly fighting it. But Esther, you're winning. Esther recently mm. convinced me to get driving gloves, which you can buy on Amazon. Sleeves. Sleeves. Yes. I'm sorry. Sleeves. Yeah. And you just pull them on. They're these like stretchy socks that go up to your yeah. upper arm. Yeah. Because it's yeah. true on my driving arm that's exposed to yeah. the sun, I have like I have all this light damage and yeah. bigger freckles. No, you can see it, or you know, people who golf and they wear a glove on one hand and uh. not on the other. You see a huge difference in the sun exposure. Well, yeah, it is the root of all things skin aging for sure. The sun is my enemy. I know, Esther, and you're going to win. I don't know if I can. <laughs> like, can physically speaking, it seems impossible. We were going to make a Remember the Titans style movie about... Me versus the sun? Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, you guys tell me. I'm, I've am i been toying with the idea of making a Marie Veronique helmet. <laughs> sun helmet? <laughs> a helmet. A pith helmet is what I was thinking. So it's a pith helmet, and you have like a little veil that comes down. Oh. I will be the. I would like to be the first to try the sample version so, of that. Yeah, I've been talking, trying to talk, Chris, Christine. It's not and, yes, but <laughs> it, its time is coming. Yeah, you mean with a veil, a little the brim. veil. Yeah, it's a brim, and then when you're not, when you don't need the veil. Um, because you're not in direct sun, you can roll it up, and then it would just fit around the brim of your hat. What I'm picturing is somewhere in between a beekeeper's helmet <laughs> and a Victorian lady in mourning. Oh, and somewhere I'm, in between those two. I'll throw in yes, like a uh, me and my wedding day in there as well. Oh, very nice. Maybe that's sister. just you just described oh, my well, wedding day. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I always imagine you in a full bee- beekeeper's outfit on your wedding day. <laughs> that's what I've imagined, complete with bees. <laughs> Oh, yes. Absolutely. Unleash the bees. <laughs> <laughs> on your guests. Invite only your enemies to your wedding. Yes. And then unleash, unleash bees the on bees. them. Yes. <laughs> Who needs good skin when you watch your enemies get stung at your wedding day? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, oh, my God. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being here. This has been so thank enlightening. It is. I'm the journey down here. I know. I'm so starstruck to be meeting the faces behind my favorite. Behind my favorite brown liquids. Yeah. <laughs> Everything has such a nice shade of, like, thick, thick viscous. Earthy. <laughs> earthy, good-smelling brown. And I, right. And yeah. I love it. Good. And I love it. But thank you guys so much. Yes. You're welcome. And. Oh. 
and you guys you you you're on Instagram. Everyone can find you, and, you, and you're sold in a lot of places. Uh, some of our favorites: Detox Market, Credo Cat, Beauty, Cat Beauty. Yeah, a lot of great, a lot of great natural markets with locations everywhere. Yes, and of course on your website. Well, thank you so much, you guys. This has thank been a you. dream. Oh, thank you guys thank you. so much. It was, oh, it was great.